0: Welcome to By The Streams, a resource from Manchester House of Prayer. Our heart is that we would each have a real relationship with God, being like the trees in Psalm 1, planted by the streams of living water, that our roots would go down deep. In this episode, we continue our conversation with Linda Stalley, and we talk about Reset and the journey that the Maranatha community has been on over the last few years. So, enjoy. season we're in right now i want to talk about this word that is being banded around in lots of places at the moment it's a word of reset um and so I, I want to talk to you about something of the journey that maranatha went on recently in terms of um responding to a prophetic word a word from the lord of laying down the community and how do you respond to that what does that mean practically and and how does that I mean, do you think and how you think that might relate to what's happening around us? And then we'll we'll go from that. So um do you wanna to speak into to what what it what it meant, like why why the Lord, why you think the Lord asked you to lay down the community?
1: Sure. Um let me set that up by saying that it was back in 2014, believe it or not, that the Lord first started to speak to us about doing something new, and it was as a few of us gathered in the January of that year, and we were looking at the year ahead and just considering what we were going to be planning in terms of... um, We usually would have Maranatha um, retreats or trips to different places, particularly Northern Ireland. We would go uh, a few times a year, uh, also the Republic of Ireland, um, and visiting different groups and that kind of thing. Um, And it was at that time that, just had a strong sense of the Lord saying, plan nothing. So I thought, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, and it was in the context of him doing something new. And of course, if he's doing something new, then our plans are going to get in the way. So that was that was back in 2014. And so from that point, we were waiting for this new thing. And so we we planned very little. Um, we um we still had gatherings because they were opportunities for us to gather and to listen to the Lord together um, and to be open to that revelation of the something new. Um, In 2017, so three years later, um, at that time, we had developed a pattern of having an annual gathering for the community. Um, It was open to anyone who's a member of the community. And um, we... Gathered usually in the in the February, I think, um, and that year, um, Juan and John and I, who were still are leading the community. Um, by that I mean responsible for a sort of oversight of the whole community. Um, we had a sense um, when preparing for that annual gathering in 2017 that that the Lord was going to reveal something that it. We just had that sense of anticipation. And so we had a really empty program. We basically had meal times and session times. Um, I think we had a theme for the whole thing, and we'd maybe put some scriptures against each session just as a, a, a marker. <clears throat> but we had nothing planned in terms of presentation or even sharing what we felt the Lord was saying. Um, we deliberately left the whole thing blank, so that we could be wide open um, and not miss what the Lord wanted to say. Mm. And uh, we got to the um, Saturday, so we started on Friday. We got to the session, I think it was on the um, the Saturday late morning. I don't even remember the detail, but um, we were simply having a time of worship and um, all of a sudden... Uh, um, I was actually kneeling at the, uh, uh, at that time um, in, in the worship, and I had this sudden strong sense of the Lord saying, lay it all down. And I thought he meant me as as part of the leadership. I thought, okay, so I need to release any uh, anything that I'm holding on to here for the community, any way in which I think it should be. So I, I just entered into that prayer during the worship and i i said okay lord here it all is i'm laying it all down in front of you um it's all yours this is not my community this is your all, all that kind of prayer that would be a prayer of surrender and and as i was doing that again i just had this strong sense of him saying no he said um i want you all to lay the community down and i i got up and i I whispered to Juan and John, what had happened? I, I think the Lord's asking us to lay the whole thing down. I don't know what that means. And they just said, do it. And and that, again, I just want to give witness to the, the outworking of oneness because, we didn't have to go away and have a conference or, you know, spend days analyzing and studying scriptures to what that meant. There was something that moved through the Holy Spirit. And because of our mutual trust in the Lord, they said were able to freely say to me, go with it. There was no question. It was immediate. And that wasn't because of them just saying, oh, yeah, that's fine. It was because of the depth of oneness that we have in the Lord. And let me stress that the Lord has shown us that that still is very shallow compared to what he wants us to have. Mm -hmm. But it was because of that oneness that they knew that the Lord was doing something at that moment through me. Um, And they said, you must run with this. And as I spoke to, there were about a hundred people in the room, And as I just shared with them what the Lord had just said, what happened was that everybody just got to their knees and we just started to pray together. And in our praying together, um, we, again, in, in just simplicity said, well, Lord, we don't know really what this means, but here it is. Here's this community. We're giving it back to you. We're offering it to you. And that started a journey for us, which took a year. Um, because what we needed to do then was to start really asking the Lord, what does this look like practically? So we'd already given our heart. We'd given the community to him. We'd laid it down in our hearts. But then we needed to ask him, what does that look like in our daily lives? And we spent a year... Um, I personally went and shared with all the different local Maranatha groups. We have Maranatha groups in different parts of the country, um, in Ireland, north and south of the border. Um, Even with people overseas, we had a a time of praying and really just looking for the Lord to speak to us. And We came back together a year later, um, and we said, this will be our last annual gathering and during the course of that year, um, I'll just share with you some of the things that the Lord showed us about what what he was pointing to. I think our key verse was John 12, 42, I think it is, um, which is where Jesus is Speaking to the disciples, and it's it's an interesting context. The beginning of that passage starts with an account of I think it's Philip and Andrew that come to Jesus and say, Oh, there's some Greeks that want to meet you. And I often had pondered, what's that got to do with it? <laughs> um, but I think that it 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 tells us that. Jesus was at the point of his fame where people from outside of the Hebrews, the Israelites, were wanting to know what was going on. We would see it as an opportunity. Oh, wow. You know, Jesus is getting known beyond even the people of God now. This is great. Let's get the message out. Um, That would be the temptation. Mm -hmm. And... uh, It's significant that it was at the height of his popularity that he then comes up with this phrase. So he doesn't even address the issue of whether he's going to meet these Greek people. Um, He says to them, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone in the original translation or it remains a single seed. But if it dies, it will produce many seeds. And that became our verse for study, meditation, sharing, um, during the course of the year. Um, We heard very clearly from the Lord that if we're to follow him, that means to death. Mm. And so as a community, we wanted to be fully committed to being willing to die. And to be honest, we met with a lot of resistance. (laughs) But if you remember, Jesus did too, you know, (laughs) beautiful Simon Peter. No, Lord, no, you're not going to die over my dead body. Um, And uh, and we had people say, oh, but Maranatha has so much to give and we really value. And that was people in all spheres. So. I even had people in Parliament saying, but we really value what you bring. That's on the parliamentary level. We had people from different churches, but, but Maranatha is so important for bringing unity to the church. And, you know, we need it even more. And, and then individuals, but, you know, saying, but this has been my life, you know, it's through Maranatha gatherings that I can I can uh, receive healing. I don't get that where I normally worship. And so there was a lot of resistance to this message, Um, but actually it's the way of the cross. And we felt the Lord saying, are are you prepared to travel the way of the cross? Mm. And if we then look at what that meant to Jesus and fundamentally it was about his trust in God the Father. Do we trust the Lord enough to lay down our lives? After all, it's his call. (laughs) He, he's the one that's going to do whatever is necessary. He doesn't He doesn't need little Maranatha. <laughs> so why would we try to hold on to something that the Lord has called us to lay down? All that we needed to be sure about was that that was his call. And he confirmed it to us. He confirmed it to us very, very clearly. And so as we journeyed through that year, uh, it was a real wrestling and it was hard. And it was a real challenge, actually, to be able to come back a year later to our annual gathering, my key prayer throughout that year, and particularly as we approached that gathering, was, Lord, we need to be one as we lay the community down fully. For me, that was the most important thing. Would we be able to do that with the integrity of being able to say, we are one? as we lay down the community. And we had a very strong sense, interestingly, from that gathering in 2017, as we came together with our blank agenda, um, on that Friday, we were led uh, very much to pray that whatever we did that weekend, and of course we had no idea what was gonna happen, we were as shocked as anybody, um, but at the beginning of that weekend, before all that came, we had prayed that whatever we did would be for the whole body of Christ. We felt that's what the Lord was saying to us, that whatever we did, however small that weekend, it would be for the whole body of Christ. And as we came back a year later, it was very strongly there um, as a prayer, as a desire, as a and essential really for our gathering that we be one in our laying down of the community for the sake of the whole body of Christ and whatever the Lord wants it to accomplish. Um, and we did that together. Um, we actually, um, we got people because even the week before we came to do this, I was having people emailing and phoning me saying, are you really sure? (laughs) Um, and so we we came together and and we did something very simple. We gave everybody a little post-it note and we asked everybody to write down what is it you hold most dear about the Maranatha community. Uh, we asked people to write that on the post-its. And then we actually got some, um, some of those garden planter trough things and we filled them with soil and we got some trowels. And we asked people to bury that piece of paper, that thing that they held most dear about the community. We asked everybody to come individually and to put it into the ground. Um, That was our kind of like uh, practical demonstration of our laying down. And then we prayed together. There were a lot of tears, I have to say. This This was heartbreaking because over our walk, of 30-something years, the relationships that the Lord had forged were very, very, and still are very, very strong. Um, And the one thing we were clear about is the Lord wasn't calling us to lay down our relationships. He was calling us to lay down what was known as the Maranatha community um, and all that that represented. And we had quite a remarkable thing happen. Um, As we prayed together, having done all that, um, one of the brothers that was with us had a vision of Jesus there and then receiving this seed, which we had just put in the ground to die. Very powerful um, confirmation for us. Um, but that's how it all happened. And then from... From that date, from February 2018, we we sent out uh, a notice to all our members on our database. We had a, a database of about 6,500 people, I think, at that time. And um, we sent out a notification that basically says, this is what we have done. This is what the Lord has called us to do. We're endeavouring to be obedient. This means we are now shutting down our database. You will not hear from us again. Um, we are waiting on the Lord." So it wasn't an end in the sense of, right, that's done and dusted. What what project am I going to get involved in now? No, this was was laying down our lives, it felt like. Um, And we were then in a posture of waiting. Um, But we had that assurance that before all this, the Lord had said, I'm going to do something new. Uh, And we believe that that was for the community as well. So we had that. You know, it's like in Hebrews, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. So we weren't doing this with a, a negative, well, that's the end of an era kind of thing, go on to the next thing. No, it was very much about accepting that we were laying down our lives, but we did have an expectation of resurrection in some form, but maybe not that we would even recognize Um, So we we closed down our database, and we put out a simple email that said, if you want to get news of any ongoing revelation or journey for the community, uh, we're not promising when, (laughs) but if you want to be part of a new database, um, a new mailing list, then sign up. But we left people to take the initiative. So we didn't keep people on and say, oh, well, we'll just you know keep them on just in case. No, it was a genuine laying down. And I'm, I'm spelling out the detail because I felt it's important that this is, I think, important for our lives. If we're looking at a period now where we're talking about a reset, to use your word, um, or a new wineskin, or a new era... What what does that actually look like? It means that we actually have to be very honest in the way that we lay down everything that is of the old. Otherwise, all we do is we kind of make our own morph of holding on to the nice little things that we quite like and, and things that are of God, things that God has given us. But we'd like to kind of, you know, mold them in in our way into whatever the new thing is. You know, well, oh, I can't possibly let go of that. But, you know, the verse that had been given to us right at the outset of the Lord doing a new thing was the verse that many are quoting right now, Isaiah 43:19. You know, the Lord says, forget the former things. Well, if you look at the former things, Isaiah has just been going through the whole sequence of how God set the people of Israel free from Egypt and how they went through the Red Sea and how Pharaoh and all his chariots were drowned and all of that imprinted. And he has said, you know, tell these things to your children and your grandchildren. And then he comes up with this statement, but forget all the former things. (laughs) What does that mean? You know, but I think, again, as we looked at that, um, carefully during this period of laying everything down, um, it's about the things that we hold on to that are things we hold on to rather than the God that we hold on to. Oh, you great. know, if we, if we are genuinely holding on to the Lord, then we don't need to worry about letting go of things, even things he has given us, because we have him. Yeah. But we find that very hard. Why do we find that hard? It's because it comes back to have we really embraced the fullness of the oneness in our relationship with Him? Or are we holding on to things that are representative of that relationship? Do you understand what I'm trying to say?
0: No, absolutely. And I think, you know, that we, want one word that we don't use. We don't like to use, and you've already used it once in this call, at least once, is the word idolatry. We don't we don't like to think that even that exists in the world. And yet I think sometimes we hold on to all that stuff that you're talking about, the, the former things, the sometimes it's traditions, sometimes it's a way of doing things, or, or whatever it is, like that becomes the thing that, that is important to us more so than the Lord and 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 that is idolatry whether we like to use that word or not maybe there's a kinder word i don't know but 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 it's so easy for us to make idols out of things that that that, that isn't the point because it's about the lord it's like um it's like peter wanting to erect a tent um rather than just engaging with what is what he's seeing and and is happening um I mean we
1: went, we, we went go, no go on. Okay, it's, it's a bit like are we are we collecting trophies or are we collecting marks in our hands you know are we are we wanting to collect the trophies of our testimony um and to hold them up as trophies or are we actually recognizing that the mark of the Lord's work in our lives is is marked out by wounds, you know? I mean, this is the way of the cross. And it's about the deepening of a relationship that comes through the wrestling, the struggle, the heartache, and not to have a trophy to hold up for that, but to actually have the, the deep knowledge of a closer walk with the Lord.
0: Yeah. That's good. There's um there's a great book by a guy called Bob Sorge, which I which I love. I love Bob. I love this book. It's called The Chastening of the Lord. Mm. And and it's talking about how um the Lord chastened Jesus. Like it talks about how the cross is chastening. And yet when we think about chastening, we think about it as 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 punishment. Mm. And yet Jesus did nothing wrong. He lived a he lived a perfect life and yet he endured the chastening of the Lord, which is the the ultimate chastening of the Lord. He endured the cross. Yeah. Um and um and and so just under like beginning to understand that the chastening of the Lord actually is is as much about qualification as anything else. Like it was through Enduring the chastening of the Lord, that Jesus was qualified mm. to then be the King, the the Lord of lords, the one that would sit on a throne that would rule the earth for entirety, the one whose, uh, you know, the government would rest on the shoulders of that that would that would bring justice and righteousness. Um, he he endured the chastening of the Lord, and actually there's something of this kind of reset new wine skin laying things down death of the old that 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 does feel a bit like the chastening of the lord and and it's difficult and it's hard and it hurts a little bit a little but bit the, okay <laughs> <laughs> but it, but but if we can begin to if we can begin to which is exactly what you're talking about like have a heart posture that is the Lord is doing something and he is good. And there is a promise of a new thing out of this. Then, then that has to be what our eyes are fixed on. our eyes are fixed on him and what he is going to do rather than the temporary light afflictions that we walk through in order to see him more clearly, to know him, to love him better. Like I think about the reset that that we went through in 2018 and we, we used the word reset, I don't know if that's the right word, um, I don't know, but we, um, we had this sense in October 2018, um, maybe it was September, kind of September, October time, that the Lord was saying to us to stop meeting, to, to, to stop meeting in, 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 a, in a venue we were paying to use a church at that point, stop, stop meeting in the church stop using our structures and our and our models of how we do things not that they were wrong but we just felt the lord was 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 inviting us to wait on him to wait on the holy spirit and and there was a sense of there was it was very clear to us that what the lord was asking us to do was to um was a reset it was stop doing those things and wait yeah but there was a promise at the end of the waiting. And the promise was that the Lord was going to do something remarkable. Mm-hmm. And that this waiting was about was about posturing ourselves, about positioning ourselves to be used fully by the Lord mm-hmm. in what was to come. So it was, it was, it was an invitation more than anything else. Like I think we could have carried on doing things and it would have been fine. But but the choice is do you want to keep doing the things that you're doing, or do you want to be you want to fully partner with him, fully participate in this thing that is to come, and and it was a no brainer of a choice. Yeah. Like yes, well we're we're gonna wait on the Lord, and it was difficult. And we moved meetings into our living room, and it was awkward. And we had people showing up at our house for meetings, and they were like, "This is it," and we had to be like, "Yeah." <laughs> and people would come. Someone had someone had their glasses stood on because they'd put them down in our, on the floor in our living room. And it was like there was so many awkward things going on. We had people, we had people come visit the house of prayer from Holland, and we were just like, "Welcome to our house. This isn't it. why not." But it was, but it was like it. It just felt really awkward. But we came to a place at the end of that where we were like, "If this is it, if all we ever do is a handful of us meet in our living room." and wait on the Lord and minister to his heart, it's worth it because he's worth it. Like, if this is all it ever is, we'll do it. Yes, Lord, we're in because you're worth it. And 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 I think, you know, it took us, well, October, November, December, January. It took us like four, or five months to get to that place where actually if this is it, this is it. You know, and we, you know, there was a few different things going on that were like potential opportunities, but we were like, you know, we we're, like, this is it. If this is the priority, the priority is ministering to the heart of the Lord and waiting on Him, mm-hmm. and and that has to be the priority for 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 what we're doing for us and and um, and then and then out of that season and from that heart posture, actually, the the, the Lord has done incredible things with us, and, and we've seen, we've seen, you know, the the I'm sat in our in our cabin right now, and this cabin is the fruit, I believe, of that season um, of waiting on the Lord and actually just positioning ourselves to be used by Him. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We pray that you would encounter the Lord through what's been shared. To find out more about who we are, head to mhop.org.uk or find us on Facebook or Instagram at mhopuk. For information about Buy the Streams, head to mhop.org.uk forward slash Buy the Streams. Bless you.